Welcome to the Fitness Business Collective Show, where we talk about high-ticket gym secrets. I'm your host, Scott Carpenter, and as always, with me, my co-host, Jeff Burlingame. This is the show for you if you want to be in the top 5% of fitness entrepreneurs. Who doesn't? Uh, today, we are going to talk about the number one fatal mistake gym owners and fitness business owners make that will kill your business, or at least end up with you closing it down because you will be burned out. You can't keep it up with the long haul. But before we get to that episode, uh, this episode is brought to you by the SOS Dojo. Hey, fitness coaches, do you struggle with closing sales, training a team of sales professionals, tracking and improving your sales or marketing metrics? I know I definitely have. All right. I know. I think a lot of us definitely have. Uh, the Sales Objection System Dojo is here to help you. With their simple system, you can become a black belt in sales and double your conversion in just 22 days. That sounds pretty amazing. How simple is it to do that? Well, you see, it's just four words. Acknowledge, ask a question. No way. That's it. And they put it, they will put you into a group of eight fitness entrepreneurs just like you and give you live sparring reps with your peers. This way you can practice and authenticate your process without feeling salesy or pushy. That sounds good to me, but are there any guarantees? Well, funny you should ask. There definitely are. <laughs> if you aren't delighted with this program, it comes with a 100% money back guarantee. Cannot beat that. And so where can I go to find out more? Just go to sosdojo.com, sosdojo.com. And you can book a free SOS Dojo session with a black belt and see what it's all about. That's pretty amazing, man. Um, my partner, Dave Bess, uh, he has been in your SOS Dojo for well over a year. And for a time. <laughs> well over a year for a spell. Yeah. Um, and he just dominates with it. So, I mean, that stuff, what you guys do is legit and yeah. I've been on the calls and I've seen it. It's pretty impressive. Um, a lot of people think they're good at sales, but, but they don't understand like how you can help them become a sales Jedi. So it's, it's, it's pretty cool guys. If, uh, if, if you're having trouble with sales, if you want to get better at it, I highly recommend going with them because we've definitely got a huge ROI from it. Um, Absolutely. So anyways, yeah, your stuff is good. Do it. Do um, the thing. <laughs> so back to the show. Okay, so the number one fatal mistake business owners and, and fitness entrepreneurs make that will just kill your business or have you struggling forever until you say like, I just can't keep going on like this. I, I can't keep putting in the hours. I can't keep spinning in circles um, and not getting my business to where it should be, whether that's revenue and, and profit or whether that's that's that also a factor of like the time to enjoy that and not be yeah. in your business and not be guarding your phone 24 seven. Um, burnout is a big thing in this business, mm -hmm. um, regardless of whether you're an employee or an entrepreneur. So um, it's one of the biggest things guys. And, and the number one thing that Tell you me. have to un understand is that if your price point, we'll just, yeah, we'll just say the answer, right? Yeah, so just tell people, me. Quit, now people can quit, just turn off the show. Um, quit teasing me. <laughs> tell me what it is. It's price point. It is price point. For 99% okay. of you, the price point is off. And yeah. unless that is fixed, unless that is changed, you're going to be in for a big struggle. 
And this is hard to hear. It's hard to accept sometimes because we get really squeamish about price. Yeah. Um, a lot of times we sell out of our own pocket and most gym owners don't make that much. I know the numbers on average. It's, it's not that much. So we're like, well, I wouldn't spend that kind of money on it. And no, that's, and, and that's projecting. It's funny that like this really lines up. So SOS Dojo sponsoring this episode specifically is like, we encounter that all the time. Coaches will come in and they're charging, you know, 997 for a 12 week transformation. And I'm like, what is the actual margin on that for you after you put in all the hours of work, whether it's just developing an online program, something that is a support structure to your clients, or you're physically working with them, which is the worst case scenario. So you're just dumping hours and hours and hours into this. And we all know it's not as simple as like, oh, they get a session a week. So it's only 12 sessions. Well, a session is not just an hour. It's not clean cut. You're prepping for it. You're working before the hour, after the hour, they're calling you, they're emailing you, they're texting you. Like Scott said, guarding your phone you have just email popping off like crazy. Do you really want to deal with that? And what does that, re the return on investment there, what does that do to impact that? It's, it's pretty negative. So that's something hundred percent, a hundred percent you need to consider. And like I said, we deal with this all the time in the dojo, they come in at that price point, we get them to start closing, they get to 80% conversions, kind of our magic number. And then we turn a corner. Once they can sell, now we're like, look, you can do this, jack up the price. We increase the price, get you back to 80% closing, rinse and repeat until you're at a point where we've seen some coaches go from that 997 price point to 5k or above. I know you have Scott, I mean, that's essentially yeah. PT legends, baby. Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, and there's various strategies on how to get your price up. And that's kind of what we really specialize in, but, but let's go back to that issue. Like whether you're large group, mm -hmm. semi-private or small group, one-on-one -on -one personal training, offer nutrition coaching, or you're just purely doing online, the death, the death punch is a low price for any of those. So let's take a look at group. Okay. If you're anywhere from 100 to 200, even 250 bucks, 300, dude, keep going. 300 bucks. Still not. I, I know, I know. I'm trying to like cater this to the average person listening. They're like, 300 bucks. Holy shit. Um, dude, I would have slapped you in the face if you told me six years ago to raise my CrossFit gym to $300 a month. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Like, you're out of your mind. You're out Scott. of your freaking mind. Get out of my gym. <laughs> I know. That's why I'm trying to tone it down a little bit. I, I but, hear you. Guys, but, uh, hang on guys, to your pants. <laughs> yeah, like, like if yours isn't that much, if yours is low, let's just use two hundred dollars, okay, mm -hmm. as an example. Um, two hundred bucks a month, like you have to sign up a lot of freaking people, yeah. and you're still at the bottom barrel, like the bottom of the barrel, right? Yep. And a lot of people think like, oh, it's more affordable. People will stay longer if I have lower prices. It is the exact wrong. Wrong. It is <laughs> wrong. the exact opposite. It's counterintuitive, yep. but the less people pay, the less people pay, the less likely they are to stay. Oh my God, that rhymes. I feel like a <laughs> Southern Baptist. You're going to start a book of just like Scottisms and it's all just like rhyming phrases like that. That was that unintentional, but I'm, I'm storing that one in my head. Oh, it was intentional, you know. Yeah. No, I'm going to put that in my next book then. Uh, I like it. Um, but, but yeah, so the, the less... It's funny. The less people pay, the 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 less they'll stay, and and that is yeah. so true. Um, I I know people who want to create like that recession proof business, and so they have everything like the super low ticket item. But guys, 
when push the comes to shove, way. yeah, when push comes to shove and the economy is uncertain or this happens or gas prices mm -hmm. increase, the people who pay the least are the first ones out of there. Because yeah, if 200 I'm bucks a, is a month is a lot to spend for somebody, mm -hmm. the first hiccup they get, they need a new set of tires, they're gone. They're yeah. gone. And the perception of what you offer is is low like the less you pay you know there, there's perceived value it's not much perceived value and in fact you're you're still playing in that game where you like they're, they're considering you like a gym like mm -hmm. membership model you know what i mean like like a, a, a la fitness a planet fitness or whatever they're comparing yeah. you to that kind of stuff you don't want to play in that space the they are the first ones to you won't win no and you know that's where all your headaches come from if you have large group now take a look at those steady one-on-one -on -one or PT clients that you have that pay six times as much mm -hmm. that show up on time. They're monthly recurring forever. They've been with you for years, no complaints, nothing. They show up, they're happy to pay their, pay their money. What if you could duplicate that dream client? No headaches, you want. respects you, values you, pays every month and way more and takes up the space of one person. So think of it this way, guys, if you guys haven't read Mike Michalowicz's books, the, the pumpkin plan is a fantastic book. And in that book, he helps you sort of find this, this avatar dream client. So that dream client is somewhere between a column of who pays me the most money and who causes me the least headaches, or think of it a different way, who brings me the most joy, who brings me energy, who gets me excited to work with them. And I can tell you like 99.9% .9 of the time, it was my PT clients. It was my high ticket clients. Like number one, of course they fall into the column of they pay the most money, but they also easily fell into the column of I enjoyed working with them. They were uh, a pleasure to be around. Uh, whenever they walked in the building, I'd be like, yes. And on the opposite end of that, like the clients I was least excited to work with 99.9% .9 of the time were my low paying group clients. And yeah. it just rinse and repeat, like it happened for six years straight. It was constantly the same thing. Those who paid the most, paid the most attention to me, cared the most about it, made an effort to make the schedule work, weren't canceling on me all the time, weren't no showing after booking a group class and like taking up spots from other paying members, which was always a headache, didn't complain barely at all. And the funny thing was the funniest part of this. And if you're a trainer, if you've been a trainer for more than a couple of years and you do a good job at it, you've probably had this happen to you. PT clients were most likely to bring you a gift <laughs> like like i don't know yes. like not a single one of my group yes. members ever brought me anything my pt clients Christmas regularly presents. yeah it'd be like holidays yeah. they remember your birthday yeah. they bring you stuff they send you a card they go on a yeah, vacation they buy you new shoes it's weird yeah. like i, I so they're and so you're like generous. Okay. <laughs> they're so yeah. generous it's unbelievable and, yeah. and and yeah i've gotten to go to like concerts and go in like their private box go to football games and they, they invite you this. They'll take you out to steakhouses. Um, those are the clients like that are amazing. And yep. it's not that hard to get them guys. And, no. and the reason like, if, if you were a personal trainer and started your own place, like you added group because that's what you thought you kind of had to do. It's like, well, not mm -hmm. everybody can afford that. So I need to have a lower price point, whatever. And then yeah. so everyone just ends up doing shitty group that takes up tons of space. And then you might be like, oh, it's, it's packed in these hours. We need more space. You might even increase your physical space. And these things will oh, no. kill you. No. Kill you. 
Um, and places that are running on, on low price, high volume, yeah. have not recovered from the pandemic. I don't no. know of any. I know of a lot that are financially doing better because they've added higher ticket, higher price services on. It's the only way. But their, their large group still remains below what it was. There yeah. are so few exceptions to this, guys. So few exceptions yeah. doing something like this. And that has to be a single modality like spin or cardio fitness kickbacks. But even then, right. you a high ticket option for people who need more than just workouts. I mean, because yeah, I know I mean, plenty of cardio kickboxing franchises that are scraping by and going. I mean, you can find title fitness fitness kickboxing places or boxing places yeah. for sale everywhere. Go to Biz Buy Sell. I guarantee wherever you live, there's one for sale. Also, Fit Body Boot Camps, even Orange Theory, yeah. uh, Burn Boot Camps, Berries Boot Camps, like whatever. All of those things, they suffered heavy, heavy losses during the pandemic. And unfortunately, like, you know, when you build your franchise on that one specific model, it's hard to just flip a franchise on its head and be like, well, we're doing it this way. And right. let me give you insights, franchise insights. A lot of these franchises do not allow you to do one-on-one -on -one training. It's not allowed. You're not allowed to sell Specifically it. Specifically not allowed. You, yeah, it is outlined heavily in your agreement, which you are bound to uh, in order to continue to be a franchise owner. Otherwise, you're hit with heavy, heavy penalties. So it's not like if you jump into a franchise, you can just be like, well, I'll just sell nutrition. Well, I'll just do PT. Like you should sell that franchise and then go start your own business if you really want to do it. But you hit on like a, a killer point that I definitely want to address, which is that that volume based business, the, the space has to grow and the staff has to grow. And therefore also things like, your software, the amount of equipment that you have, all of your expenses essentially rise with the growth of the group. The big problem with that, if there's any one problem, there's probably hundreds of problems that we could associate with that. But the, the obvious problem is that as you increase that revenue based on the volume of people attending your business, and you have to buy more equipment, which eventually is going to break down because it gets wear and tear, heavy usage, because it's used every single day by a lot of people, because you have to have a lot of people, 150 to 400 members we're talking about here, and the space has to grow, and that doesn't go away. And if a pandemic hits, you still owe your monthly rent. So now you not only can't operate, but you're paying the rent. So your expenses are now essentially 100% and you're getting just, just dragged through the coals. Like it is horrible. The big problem here is that it's so easy for like a pandemic-like thing to happen. You'll lose 40 members in a month things are going to time out where like randomly 40 people leave, maybe more, maybe you have a monthly attrition of 40, right? I've seen some big, bigger gyms where they're, you know, plus 10,000 square feet, tons of equipment, they've got 300, 400 members, and they lose regularly 30 members a month. That's the standard. That's normal. So every month, you have to sell 30 members. So if the leads are dry, you're done, you're toast, that's a negative month now. And if you have two or three of those in a row, it becomes very difficult. And the, the one expense that I've totally neglected to mention here is staff, right? Your staff has to increase because you can't do that as the gym owner. You can't be a solo. Or you are. And now you're burning the hell out, man. I dude, I would love to hear from one person who has a plus, I'll say 150 plus member group gym. That is the only coach. Like oh, if yeah, you're that's, alive, that's possible. If you're alive, I would be surprised and you're some sort of superhuman, maybe you're like Morbius or something. It's morbid time. I don't know. Like you're, you're somewhere in there. There's no freaking way you have and, and 20 coaches, 30 coaches, and they're not going anywhere and you got to get them paid 
So it's just, it's such a recipe for disaster that the fact that I aimed for that for four years drives me insane to even think about. Yeah. A lot of times is people just haven't done the math. You, you haven't, you don't have the spreadsheets and if you need one, a, you email hockey stick growth. Yeah. No, exactly. no. Cause you've got, you've got to, every month you're battling churn, right? Mm -hmm. People leaving you um, yep. or going on hold, whatever it is. And you wonder why you've worked hard, you've made progress, you've invested in this, you've done that. And it's like, maybe you're doing a little bit better, but you're, you, you're literally just, you can't break past this glass ceiling. And it's because yeah. the math really, when you have those, the accurate projections and the, the worksheets and stuff like that, like it, mm -hmm. it's not set up for you to win. It's right. not a winnable game, unfortunately. And for you to not work full time in there, the margins yeah. just aren't there. They're too thin. And this isn't just bashing group because you can have group as an aspect of your gym and do really well. Sure. Um, and it, the price needs to be good, but you also need to have a higher ticket option for people who need more than workouts. That's mm -hmm. how you can retain some great group and, but also have them have a significant investment up front. And you're going to attract people who value your services, who are happy to pay for them, get a lot from it. And they're going to stay longer too but they need to have skin in the game. They need to feel like what you offer is something of value, not like, yeah, it's 180 bucks a month. All right, fuck it. You know, and that's it. Then they're in and out, they're complaining, you know, this and that. Like you need to change their lives and to do it, you need to charge something of value. They need to perceive that as a value. So you need to learn how to do that. So, and even with one-on-one, with, with -on -one, you know, a lot of times like the margins aren't there. You run into your own scaling problems there where you're paying a lot on, a lot on the labor yeah. Or um, you pay it all on the labor. Scott, how many I, oh my God. have you talked to that are paying over 50%, sometimes 70, sometimes 90, sometimes a hundred percent of the revenue from PT goes to the trainer. So I don't know where this came from, but I was just on with somebody that did a mentorship with like starts with an A. Um, but oh, yeah. their model was 65% paid to the trainer. Oof. And then, so they, they do like, try to do like one-on-one -on -one up front, you know, big yeah. packages of one-on-one, -on -one, like 10, like four to five to 30 sessions, depending on how they do their movement screening and stuff like that, right? Sure. Rank, make the right, and then they go into a $150 a month group. So $150 a month group, which you'll never make money on. And then 65% yeah. of your high ticket stuff going Oof. to the trainer. I'm like, what kind of fucking business model is this? You are destined for failure. There's no way. There's no way to anything win that. other but but lose your ass in this business model, which is where he's at. Yeah. And I'm like, who thought this would ever? Has does, do people know math? You know, no. it's well, one thing I mean, for the business owner because you just do what you think and you price it right. to what's out there. I that I that's forgivable, but if you're like this this mentorship and you're teaching this, I'm like, yeah. the fuck, you can't do math. I feel Sorry like for the language guys, but like that, <laughs> that pisses me off. If you guys don't know this PT legends is like, this is what Scott deals with every day all the time. So that's why he's getting super heated about this. And, and like, you know, like I mentored gym owners for six years. You know how many times I've heard a margin above 50% for PT and I have heard 90%. I have had a person literally tell me to my face that he was paying 90% of the revenue to his coaches. And guess what? You're not gonna believe this either. He was like, one of the biggest CrossFit gym owners in the country, one of the biggest, 
I don't even tell you guys what state. I don't want anybody thinking they can figure out who this is. One of the biggest CrossFit gym owners offered PT, gave almost all of the revenue, might as well have, to his trainers. And, and that that drives us nuts. The reason we get fired up about this, you guys, is we want you to understand that you deserve to live a good life. You deserve a work-life balance. You deserve to be able to operate your gym where you, the gym owner, maybe work one to four days a week. It's kind of totally up to you. There's no reason you should be in there operating every single day, running every single class, running all the training. And there's definitely no reason that you should just turn over all your cash to your coaches. There's a way to help them live an amazing life themselves, as well as you living an amazing life. There's just not enough money to go around when it's a low ticket. Even if your PT is like low ticket, you know, cause you're not charging enough per session. You're selling packages instead of a transformation or a continuous monthly enrollment instead of rolling them back backwards into group. It's not a graduation from PT to group. That was like probably the craziest thing I had to deal with uh, with gym owners is they were like, yeah. yeah. So when they're done with PT and I was like, I'm sorry, what, why are they done with PT? Why, why would you, you don't ever have to stop doing PT. They never have to stop doing the high ticket. I, I found that so weird that that's the path for everybody. Because yeah, to what group, if people to group. like, yeah. What if people like doing their PT? Like why, why, Scott, would Scott, just- they, they, why would they pay that much every single month, Scott? There's no, no human would do that. <laughs> Except every single one of my clients at six of my gyms. Yeah. Right. And we, well, we, we do personal training in an overlapping model. So we work with multiple yeah, people yeah. with PT at once, which is insane because now we can have margins of 70, 75%. Yeah. Meanwhile, because that trainer can service one to so many. four people, five yeah. people, even six that they're very good people at once, they can make so much more money and so much less time. Like it's a win, win, win for everybody. Me, yeah. my employees and my clients, because they get the times that they want. And we're charging above what we used to charge for one-on-one for like yep. an overlapping one-on-one. And now my trainers are making more money than they ever have. But it all is because not just because of that model, but because we're commanding a premium price on it too. Yeah, That's why it works for everybody. And that's why I can have 40, 50 dream clients and, have a 1300 to 1800 square foot location, bring in 40 to 50 K a month with yep. three people making kick-ass money. Magic math, you guys. And, and here's the thing that I math. know is here's the thing that's on everybody's mind. If there's one argument against the high ticket model, low you know number of dream clients model, right? So you said, I've got 40 to 50 clients per location charging high ticket. What happens if they leave? What happens if a few people cancel, Scott? What do I what do I do? Oh, so this is great. Yeah. So instead of signing up 20 in a month to prevent sliding backwards, I need to sign up like three. But how will I do that? <laughs> I'm just kidding. Like, but that, <laughs> right. isn't that crazy? Because we just talked about like the massive gym model, even the 150 gym model. It was pretty often I would see a churn. If you were a 5% churn, you're like a 1% gym owner. Like you are top tier. Yeah. yeah. It, it, but it's typically much higher than that. What are what are some of the averages maybe you've seen recently, Scott? It's like 20%? I, oh, yes. With with cheap, cheaper, large group. I just yeah. had a call um, with somebody doing the six week 599 thing. Um, yep. yep. Right. Classic. And his, churn, his, his average stay is like three months. Like he's hitting. That's pretty standard. That's pretty standard right now. Unfortunately it is. I think, I think that's what it is for 90 days, 90 days. Yeah. Um, 
Can you imagine? Think think about if you guys go back to uh, our cost per lead versus cost per acquisition uh, episode, which is like episode three. If you go back and, and listen to that, put yourself into these shoes right now. Put yourself into this situation of, you know, what is my cost per acquisition as Orange Theory? I can tell you it's pretty high. And they acquire those folks and they only keep them for 90 days. Now picture yourself, do the math for yourself. What is your cost per acquisition? So you've done all this work. Maybe you've paid for ads. Maybe you've paid a salesperson, a coach, et cetera. You've definitely paid staff somewhere along the way, especially if you're a 150 plus gym owner, uh, member gym owner, then you bring this person in and they only stay for 90 days. Like your margin just depleted to you know, almost a negative number for a lot of gyms. It's Oh, it's absolutely. Baffling. Especially when you take into consideration, because when you're doing that, you have to pay a lot for leads. You got to have a good marketing yeah. budget and yeah. probably someone to run it unless it's you, which sucks. Um, you have a revolving door business yeah. and all of your money goes into lead acquisition and hopefully client acquisition. And then you get them and then you don't even keep them. Like you guys at, at that point, seriously, burn you out. might, you, you're going to burn out. You're going to close your gym. It's either going to go down completely in flames and you will be in shambles, uh, seen that. And, you know, or the other option that you have is you can change the system and just literally start thinking a little more outside the box, do the math and make sure the math actually plays out. I, I feel like, and I know you know this, like a lot of gym owners, a lot of business owners in general, they, they shy away from the metrics. There's this fear of your sales metrics, marketing metrics, your overall just you know profit and loss statement, right? Because if I look at it, then it'll be real. If I don't look yeah. at it, much like, you know, if I don't move, the T-Rex doesn't see me. Like if I don't look yeah. at these metrics, they don't exist. And, and there's just this fear. And I, you guys, I have been there. Um, there was a time I was selling personal training under a terrible system and I was killing it. I was, I was just crushing it. I had like a 67% closing percentage. I'm selling, you know, multi-thousand dollar PT packages. I'm like, dude, I'm top of my game out of 40 clubs. I was the top salesperson. You know what I did? I didn't look at my money metrics. I didn't look at what was I making off of this? What was my income? And I know that sounds baffling, but seriously, if you're in the shoes of not checking your gym revenue, then you're in the same boat as what I was in. Okay. So don't, don't point fingers yet. But what happened was eventually my wife just like came up to me all concerned. And she was like, do you know how much you're making doing this job that I'd been doing for a whole year, grinding 12 hours a day, six days a week in a gym? And I was like, I don't know, probably some good money. She's like, no, 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 no. You're making $750 every two weeks. And I was like, wait, what? <laughs> so I'm covering rent, $1,500 a month. You can't live on that. And I was like, how have we been alive this whole time? I, she yeah. says, I literally don't know. Like she was teaching at the time. So like, I don't know, it kind of played out. Uh, so we were broke. And because I had turned that blind eye to my income stream, as maybe some of you are guilty of doing to your, your business metrics, your revenues, your profit loss, your sales marketing metrics, you know, I, I, it just went unnoticed and I just continued to suffer. And that's going to push you to the point of borderline snapping at some point. And you're either going to blow up at your, your friends and your loved ones. You're going to implode internally. You're going to have a bad time. And we do not want you to have that because you deserve to live an amazing life. Every business owner does. This is literally like what we are built for. We know you guys are passionate about what you do. We know that you're here to help others. And the best way to do that 
Scott, how do I help other people? Can I do it while I'm drowning? <laughs> no, no. You got to put on your oxygen mask first, man. Like yes. you, you want to help people like you're passionate about helping people live their best lives. That's what yep. you got into this for. Mm -hmm. You have to live your best life too. And being a martyr and, and living a shitty lifestyle because you think you're contributing more, you're not doing anyone any favors. You're, you're having a fraction of the impact that you think you are. Yeah. If, if, if you're having a shitty life and guys, the, the people who are paying the least, they're just coming in for workouts. They don't really value what you do, what you say, your nutritional advice. They don't. They and don't. You're, giving, you're not you're having giving, that giving. kind of impact. They yeah. need to have skin in the game. They need to pay you as a fitness professional, as an expert, as the doctor in your field. They need to pay you that. They will do better. You will do better. You'll all do better. You have to have a shift. And this goes, yeah, for group, semi, PT, right? All of yeah. those things, you have to, your price point and your margins have to be there. And yeah. for nutrition coaching as well, like I remember Lauren Dervaloy, like she's in Ruston, Louisiana, has had a CrossFit for nine years and, and struggled so much because it was the, the lower priced CrossFit group, but she was an insane nutrition coach. She's so good, but she yeah. was only charging like 99 to 149 a month. And she had like yeah. 60 clients, which seems like, oh, she's killing it. Not really. Because the, to, what she was doing to service them, she was in her phone all day, oh, morning, God. noon, night, all these touch bases. And she couldn't, there's not enough margins to really offload that to somebody. And even if she did, because these are lower paying people, they didn't want to be offloaded anyways. So the retention would just fall they off. They would just cliff. quit. Yeah. And then she's just trying to do both of these things. <sighs> And she's just like, I can't keep doing this. I can't yeah. keep doing this. And it's like, you need to learn how to sell this for two or $3,000 for this, this online nutrition coaching and in the gym. Yeah. Like you've got to do that. And within four weeks, she sold over 20, it was somewhere between 18 and $21,000. So I can't remember exactly. I have to look it up in her first four weeks. And like, yeah. I love her text message that she sent. She goes first PC done, which is perfect consultation. And she mm -hmm. goes, and I'm sweating because she was so nervous about that price point. Yeah. But then it says dot, 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 but 2K transformation sold. And it Dude. just changed everything. Then she went on to sell three executive transformations at $4,500 a pop. Yeah. It just blew the doors off what she thought was even possible on this earth. And guys, it is not that hard. You need to learn how to do it. But you can completely, and it's not that you got to go back and like blow up your business and start something new. You can do this for people coming in. You might, you might want to do that sometimes. Uh, some, you might want to do that though. You might, literally, you might want to do there, that. There could be a very valid reason. Let's say you're in a 10K space and you want to adopt oh, kind of yeah, what Scott's yeah. talking oh. about. You might want to just shut those doors and then move. You know, like, and if you're not sure, totally fine. Like, we're not asking you to make that decision right now by no means. But I can tell you, I have spent some time mentoring some, some gym owners and it has made the most sense after doing all of the, the, the layout, the planning and running through the math. The only thing that made sense was to literally burn it down and start over. 100%. Sometimes. Um, and there's, yeah, the there's ways that you can move. There's ways that you can take your existing spot. Like we're helping mm -hmm. somebody 8,000 square feet. She doesn't even need half of it, but like we're just cut it. <laughs> some of it's not divisible. Right. So she's, but yeah. bam, she's going to be moving into 4,000. Right. And, and Massive she's making change. way yeah. more money than she ever has with fewer people. But it almost looks empty. It's like, hey, you don't need that space. Cut it. Now it's going to look popping. 
And she yep. just, I mean, that profitability is going to even skyrocket further. But yeah, and you need to make some big price and margin, price and margin, price and margin. If you don't have those two guys, do the freaking math. It's it's what's going to tell me what's going to change after however many years you've been long, you've been in it. What is going to change? It's not yeah, your churn is not magically going to like start decreasing and you keep everybody. No, these aren't just going to start pouring in the doors. Like it's not going to change. And even if they do, you're inviting churn, right? And so you have to learn how to overcome that. And if you haven't done the math or you don't have the resources to like be able to, okay, well, if I add X amount a month and I lose Y percentage on churn, how does that play out month six, seven, eight, nine, ten? 10? How do I do that? And what is my mm -hmm. average price point and all that? How do, how do I do that math? If you want, I can send you a calculator um, and that'll show you, you need to look at this. like. Like Jeff said, you you can't avoid it. You have mm -hmm. to be like, okay, I'm going to take a look at what's actually here. You you owe it to yourself to to be honest with yourself. So if you want that spreadsheet, hit me up at like um, just do Scott S C O T T at ptlegends.com. Scott at ptlegends.com. I have a calculator I can send over to you. You can plug it in and see what your business model can do and cannot do. Can you imagine if you just sent people like a TI eighty three? You're like, here's the calculator. <laughs> All right, you guys. So obviously, this is something you can't ignore. It, it is uh, a thing that exists. It's happening whether you like it or not. If you choose to turn a blind eye to it, what's going to happen is you're just going to wake up very unhappy one day. I've been there. Many gym owners have been there. The thing is, this whole podcast is really about this reflection, self-reflection, reflection on your business, and then action. Decide to do something about this. Because it's not that hard to make the change. Even if you had to burn it to the ground, start over again, cut your space in half, move to a different space. These are all things that are not that hard to do. And they're also things that will literally prove our point. Because when you go, uh, we're moving to a downsized space. Those group clients that are paying 100 to 180 bucks a month are going to leave. They're going to say like, less space? No way. You're going to be like, oh yeah, we don't need 10 barbells a class. We're going to operate with five because we're in a 1,200, 1,500 square foot space. They will prove to you and prove our point that they are not your ideal clients because at the first sign of change, they will leave. I've seen it. You've seen it. Every gym owner we've ever talked to has seen it. Like it's just the way it goes. So why suffer? Why suffer? Why suffer doing it that way? There are other ways that you can help uh, a good group of people who will actually invest all the time and effort. And rather than having, say, you know, a 20% success rate with your clients, you could have an 80% success rate with your clients, meaning that they achieve their goals that they set out to achieve before they leave you. That is what you want. Isn't that what we're all here? It's like in our heads, we're, we're kind of thinking, oh, if I have a 300 person gym, I'm helping 300 people. When in reality nope. of those 300 people, maybe, maybe 20% are successful. Look at your group right now. Being How generous. many of your clients? Yeah, I'm being very generous. How many of those clients have you seen like every day for two years, for five years, for 10 years? probably a very small, tiny little fraction of them. How many of them have achieved their goals and then some? And how many have, have, have just like disappeared like into the bushes, just like later, I, I guess I'm not doing this thing before even coming close to sniffing the possibility of achieving their goals. That's the nightmare that we all put ourselves into when we do this. Yeah, and a lot so of times the, the five to 10% that do really realize the transformation, yeah. 
a lot of times they would have done it, realized that with, with doing anything for exercise, anything, any other gym or whatever, they, they were internally, in. they were internally motivated and willing to make the mm -hmm. changes because all the change happens in the 165 hours a week out of the 168 hours in the week that they're not with you. Yeah. That's where it all happens. And so really to drive your price, that's what you need to do. You need to have a program to cover the other 165 hours in the week. And that's mm -hmm. exactly how you get to change 80% of people's lives, like Jeff was saying, and not this small fraction that would have gotten results doing anything. Yeah. So I, I just know a common argument to this whole concept of high ticket is like, what if they leave? How do I replace them? Oh, you only need to make three sales instead of 25. Okay. Well, that makes sense. Other option or other argument that I'll hear all the time is like, but then I'm not helping as many people when in reality, you're helping more and you're helping them more effectively, more efficiently, uh, efficacy skyrockets and you'll be happier. So I, I'm sorry, I just don't know what's wrong with this. And again, yeah. we, we say it every episode because we're very passionate about this. Please don't uh, confuse our passion for you know being rude, condescending, or making fun of you because we're definitely not. We are passionate about making sure that you live the life you want, you help people effectively, and everybody is happy in the end. It's the win-win-win, right? Everybody should end up there where business, business owner, and client, uh, well, actually staff, right, are, are also. So four wins there. Everybody's happy. Everybody's winning. Everybody's having a good time. That's the way it should go. So if you feel like you're getting beat up on from any of our episodes, perhaps that goes back to what I said about self-reflection and business reflection. Reflect on it for a second, except that maybe you're not doing the right thing. And that means that's good. That means that you're coachable. That means that you can make changes. That means that you can make your business more effective and you can move towards what you consider to be or define as personal wealth. It's the only way you can do that. If you wanna just keep grinding until there's nothing left, fine. You can do that too. I mean, to, to each their own. However, uh, I would choose the happier version, right? The happier uh, ending here, if you could choose one. Yeah, and I, Guys, I know change is scary and nobody likes to do it, but that's, I love it. that's where the growth, I love it too. I've learned to love it. That's where growth comes from. Yep. You know, and it's getting uncomfortable. And listen, if you like everything you have in life and you're perfectly fine, great, stay there, right? But mm -hmm. if you want more, if you need to improve your life for you or your family or your coworkers or anyone, then you need to change. It's, it's that simple, right? And I've done yeah. it. I've been there. I've made all these mistakes. So don't feel bad about it. No. Um, but that's it. So yeah, uh, your homework is face the facts, guys. Look at your math. You need to know how your next 12 to 24 months are going to plan out. You need to know what your margins are. Do you even know what your margins are? You need to know these things. Um, so yeah, do the homework. Email me if you need that document, I can speed you up. Um, but yeah, Jeff, you want to take us out? Absolutely. All right, you guys, you got it. Your action step is burn your business to the ground, start over again. <laughs> only, only for a very small fraction of you guys. <laughs> There's definitely a lot of good things that you guys can do. So please take the time, do the self-reflection, take the action steps. And while you're at it, go ahead and drop us a five-star review. If we are dropping some absolute factoids here on this show, uh, make sure you catch up on all our episodes. You can send us a comment with that review, or you can email us at the show. You can email Scott uh, or myself. My email is Jeff, J-E-F-F at SOSdojo.com. And we'd be happy to hear from you because we'd love to have more member engagement, listener engagement, and uh, start talking about maybe some topics that 
you guys bring up. I think that's a blast. Show engagement is a ton of fun. Eventually, we'll throw in like some live episodes, things like that. And speaking of events, we've actually got an event coming up. We've been alluding to it. It's July 28th is the Fitness Business Collective Summit, the FBC Summit. And it will be a webinar. We'll be just on Zoom. Everybody can hop in. We're looking to only take 30 people. So you're going to want to take advantage of this ASAP. Tickets are normally $197. We're doing early board early bird special at 97 bucks uh, to give you a preview of what's to come for that uh, particular summit is we're going to have Scott right here. This Scott, cause we have multiple Scott's uh, is going to be talking about how to add an extra 100 K this year by bolting on a high ticket transformation offer. Sound familiar? That's what we started talking about today. And we're going to carry on on the next couple of episodes. Then we've got my guy, Joe Marcoux talking about objection handling techniques that will make you rich, make sales easy, not pushy. We got VAs for gyms doing time collapsing secrets to shave 20 hours off your work. Week, and they're specializing in social media right now. So if you hate social media, you're going to want to be present for that. Then we got uh, the, the guys over at Greenlight doing how to scale multiple locations by creating six bigger job opportunities. Like we said, it's, it's got to be wins all around the board. Staff gets paid really well, as well as you get paid really well. And then we're going to cap it all off with marketing secrets panel, a little Q&A with all of us so you can bring your questions and we'll give you the answers. That's all we got for today, guys. We'll catch you on the next episode. Thanks for watching, guys.